Daniel. Daniel? Wake up! Look off the starboard bow! <laughs> Paradise at last! Oh, we made it. Come on. This is it. This is the end of the line. Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one clutch poppin' minute at a time. I'm Robin. <laughs> I'm Matt. And joining us today from the everlasting minute is David Kincannon. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you very much for having me, guys. I, I'm really happy to be here. Welcome. Uh, and we'll make sure that this isn't uh, this this minute isn't everlasting. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a lot of Jerry Weintraub facts, so who knows? <laughs> oh, you could go on and on about Jerry Weintraub. You absolutely could. He's your He's favorite got, guy. Had oh quite the God. career. Yep. This is minute four of The Karate Kid. It begins with the LaRussos slowly leaving the Canyon Portal Motel and ends with the end of the line. Um. And I am such, I'm so new at podcasting about Karate Kid. I noticed when I edited the last minutes, um, I had mentioned, I'd, I'd called the family the Russos. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> well, now I got to edit this out. Anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. So we are um, into, you know, we're, we're in the drive um, and some credits come up. So the, I don't know. The first thing I guess I wanted to mention, of course, like I said, was uh, fun facts about Jerry Weintraub. <laughs> uh, Jerry, I'll be the judge of how fun these are. <laughs> All right. The first one isn't very fun. I just mentioned he passed away in July of oh, 2015. No. That, is, that is not a fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned uh, uh, on a previous minute that he was he's listed as the executive producer of Westworld. And it really, I just don't understand how, because that show started in the fall of 2016. And so, but he's listed as one of the executive producers on all the seasons. And he passed away when? In 2015. Well, I mean, I'm sure that show was a couple of years in pre-production, maybe. <laughs> I or guess. Year, I don't know. Did he have anything to do with the original movie? Yeah, that's what I asked last week, but I don't, oh, okay. I don't think he did. Yeah, you? no, no. Okay. Mm. Hmm. Um... In 2010, he wrote an autobiography called When I Stop Talking, You'll Know I'm Dead. Useful <laughs> Stories from a Persuasive Man. Okay. So, uh, pretty good. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll just leave that there. That's a, a um, solid, that's a solid title for a memoir. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as good as Lance Henriksen's uh, novel or uh, autobiography title. What's that? That is Not Bad for a Human. Not Bad for a Human. <laughs> <laughs> it's also pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, before producing movies, um, which, you know, we got into his, his movies in the previous minute, um, I want to mention he made show business history by being the first to organize large arena concert tours for singers. And um, he got El he got Elvis out there. He got Frank Sinatra, Neil Diamond, uh, Bob Dylan, Led Zeppelin. Just so, like nobody had done arena concert before Jerry Weintraub got got involved. So oh, interesting. Uh-huh. He's anybody ever heard of John Denver? Uh, I, I live in Denver. <laughs> okay. We have a connection. Perfect. There you uh, go. <laughs> uh, he's also the reason why John Denver permeated pop culture in the 70s and 80s. Like every single thing that John Denver ha did back then or has done since, I think, from Oh God to his TV specials, like the one he did with the Muppets. Uh, 
uh, those were all Jerry Weintraub productions. I and, was going, uh, I was going to say I owe him a debt of gratitude then. Oh yeah, because the Muppet his the Muppets John Denver Christmas special Christmas uh, album is one of my favorite Christmas albums. <laughs> That's uh, that you know, touch. It's touched many, many a person's hearts. I, I, I believe I listened to that back in the day myself. <laughs> uh, and he even got an Emmy for one of those TV specials. Not the one he did with the Muppets, uh, uh, but there was another John, John Denver TV. I just remember like being a little kid and like having like three John Denver albums, just because John Denver was just everywhere. <laughs> the the Larusso's little road trip in this movie was the perfect opportunity for some John Denver. Oh yeah, yeah take. Take me home, country roads, or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Uh, oh well, maybe it's too expensive. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it for his buddy Jerry Weintraub. <laughs> I made you, John Denver. I made you. <laughs> uh, he did discover John while he was playing a club in Greenwich Village, which <laughs> I just think like you know, folksy country guys in Greenwich Village. I don't know. Maybe it was a kind of a hippie-ish thing. Uh, in the 60s, he was in the vocal group, the Doodle Town Pipers, which one critic called dull as lint, yet <laughs> still weirdly but undeniably charming. Um, TV host Roger Miller is quoted as calling them the Poodle Town Diapers. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, the cool thing is that... Um, He's uh, his group is one of the groups that inspired uh, the fictional group in Christopher Guest's A Mighty Wind. Right. So uh, I just finished up by saying uh, George Clooney says he's, you know, because he uh, Weintraub was behind all the Oceans movies. Uh, Clooney says he was a great producer, a great organizer, a great friend and truly the greatest showman on Earth. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and oh, I also have some fun facts again judge how fun they are by uh about uh john g abelton uh there is a documentary on him called the king of the underdogs because of course you know rocky and karate kid are the sure it's big big movies i really want to see that <laughs> I, I have to find it um ralph macchio said after his audition john called him and said i can't guarantee anything but if i were you i'd start taking karate lessons <laughs> <laughs> and uh ralph says uh, his hero was Frank Capra and he tried to emulate him. He wanted to tell stories of ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances. Daniel had no business winning anything. He was the kid. He's the every kid next door, just like Rocky was the every guy down the street. These are people we that we see ourselves in. And he had an uncanny ability to take these characters and bring them to heroic proportions in very attainable, accessible way. So that was uh, Ralph on Avildsen. But uh, yeah, I think he could... Get a beer with uh, with Rocky and maybe, well, I wouldn't drink with uh, Daniel son. He'd probably spit it out. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're not superheroes. You know, it's not like, uh, I don't know. The further we get in the movies, it doesn't seem like Daniel turns into like some like superhero, you know, as even even if the title suggests that. No, um, you know, I think most of most of his success throughout this movie comes with you know a hefty amount of luck and maybe just kind of being in the right place at the right time right <laughs> yeah uh so getting into the actual scene uh we start at the canyon portal motel uh daniel is pushing until lucille can pop the clutch to get it going and he's got to push the car again <laughs> yes so yeah we've 
now we know this has happened several times now. <laughs> David, and, I, I did note that at the beginning of the movie, when they leave Newark, I wanted to make a note of this is the time the car starts and doesn't need a push. Right. <laughs> it's in Newark. <laughs> but were you, yeah, you know, every everything good happens in Newark, right? I mean, isn't, oh, that, a, isn't that a saying? I, I think. <laughs> you sure, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Oh, maybe that's um, our first Karate Kid Minute T-shirt. We should sell. <laughs> Everything good happens in Newark. <laughs> One of the things that I find interesting about this moment is um, this begins sort of a, a theme that plays out at least through the first half of the movie, mm-hmm. where uh, Lucia Larusso is maybe the most positive person on the planet. Yeah. Cover. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she she doesn't look at this. She doesn't look at this whole thing with having to pop the clutch and push the car. Now, granted, she's not having to push this, the car in this minute. <laughs> no. But she doesn't look at the car and think, you know, hey, we need to replace this hunk of junk at the first opportunity. <laughs> um, she just she looks at the at the success of getting the car started as something to be celebrated. Yeah, <laughs> we did it. Way to go! Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's and like, to somebody who's. That- Somebody who's in a bad mood, that type of person is extremely annoying. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my children will tell you about that. <laughs> yeah, a young teenage boy who's already annoyed about having to move away from all his friends. Um, you know, obviously is going to have a problem with Cheery Mom. But, I mean, mm-hmm. that I mean, it's great because she's not, like, sitting there complaining or 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 you know, griping and yelling at Daniel or anything like that. She just stays positive, like, all the time. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's just so, so, so awesome. Is a very uh, healthy uh, parental uh, figure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I uh, mentioned in a previous minute that this is a 1969 Chevrolet Chevelle Malibu station wagon. I also wanted to mention that this car is an automatic it's not systematic, <laughs> hydromatic, but it definitely is automatic, which means that what were they popping? No, yeah, there would be no clutch to pop. <laughs> there are there are a couple scenes in the movie where you can see her, you know, you know, shifting the car in the park, you know, uh. right next to the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So that doesn't look like the actors. That's probably not the actors in this shot. It is not. <laughs> Those are doubles. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Those were doubles in Newark too, by the way. Mm. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, yeah. Probably grab somebody up the street, get in the station wagon, and just drive yeah. it slow. Yes, uh, just run right through that other car coming from the other direction. Mm-hmm. They'll move. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So, anything until before we get to California? Anything else? You really. um, I'd like to talk a little bit about the music because uh, as they're you know. There's a, a little bit of an underscore as they're pushing the car out, but then once they get it going, there's like a, a dramatic shift in the score. <laughs> um, the we get this this crescendo into something into like this sort of very up and down staccato kind of horn thing that's going on mm. um, that that feels very expeditionary to me. It it makes me want to go on an adventure. <laughs> was, I, I I think the last time we talked, I I when they were driving through uh, that big windy curve, I called them like adventure horns or something. Yeah. It is like, I don't know. Uh, it's like you're on a cattle drive or something. You yeah. Know? They should be in a wagon instead of a station. Wagon. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I, I had in my notes that it, it feels very westward ho. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like that. 
They're going to go on the Oregon Trail and die of dysentery. <laughs> no! <laughs> Maybe they'll uh, shoot some rabbits along the way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we next get to the South Seas in Reseda. This is Reseda, California. Um, like, in actuality or just in the movie? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, when So, I, I'll say right off the bat, I'll brag, I've been here. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, and I was very charmed when I was like looking for locations to go to while while vacationing in LA and realizing that the South Seas is actually in Reseda. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to Reseda. Like like, like Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> is it as shitty as he makes it out to be? Well, there were uh there's three palms in the movie. There are now two. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean in Cobra Kai, there's two, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I don't know. There was a gigantic, like they, they, we have this nice wooden fence that we'll get into. Uh, but uh, there was like a, there's like a steel gate there now. Like nobody can get in there. And I kind of peeked in there and the pool's still there and everything looks the same. You know, I wow. wish I could, wish I could, even, you know, it's got the same font on the South seas thing, doesn't it still? Yeah. Yeah. They did yeah. not change that sign. Okay. I was going to ask if it still looked like it was ripped from the bottom of a 1980s skateboard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. I love that. I love that logo. Yeah. Uh, and it's really funny. I watched, uh, the karate kid with the commentary today and they kept on like John Avildsen and Robert Mark Kamen were just like, Oh yeah, that's, that's torn. That's been torn down for years. I'm like, no, it's not you guys. (laughs) 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 Uh, so, uh, the the LaRussos pull up and uh, we hear Lucille say, Daniel, wake up, look off the starboard bow. And I looked up my nautical terms. As did I. Right, that's the oh, right side. Yes. So it's it's correct. Yep, uh, she got it right. Starboard <laughs> is right. And bow, and bow would be the front. So, yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for, I was like, ah, I'm going to catch him. I'm going to catch that script there. <laughs> Because they wrote that, so obviously... Is, <laughs> the way like I you, remember you, it is port is short, a shorter word, just like left is shorter than right. Oh, interesting. Huh. Starboard is right, port is left. Hmm. I feel like I feel like when you when you start looking for those specific things, like, oh, I'm going to catch them, you've truly, <laughs> you've truly become a movie, my, a movie by minute podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What else do we have to do? <laughs> Did you see how many uh, gr- how many twigs were on that tumbleweed that went by? I counted. <laughs> uh, well, speak. Yeah, speaking I do, of, in the next I, minute, I've got some t-shirts I want to talk about. Oh, oh I, I, I've ahead. got some. I've got some palm tree. Some palm tree facts. Oh. For the next minute. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Everybody is like unsubscribing right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be exciting, fun palm tree facts. Come on. Yep. That's right. Now we did not mention what is uh, the term for the back uh, on a on a boat. You guys, you guys know that one? Ass. Nope. Stern. <laughs> stern. The bow and the stern. Mm. You meant? I don't know why it would mean a donkey because I know we're not a swearing podcast. What is aft? Uh, oh, I thought you said something um, else. Hmm. So I think I think aft is directionally the back. Uh, so like you would say, go aft to the stern. Okay. I think. Well, that deserves a Google <laughs> at definition uh, at at near or toward the stern. Okay. okay. Travis made his way aft. 
<laughs> there you go. Okay. Who talks like that? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we know. Pirates. <laughs> Pirates. Uh, presum- presumably based on this minute, uh, Lucille LaRusso. Yeah. <laughs> Famous pirate. <laughs> so then she says, paradise at last. We made it. Come on. This is it. This is the end of the line. And I, I just want to say this yeah, is true. Is. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen Cobra Kai, Daniel LaRusso never leaves Reseda. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know his dealerships in Reseda. Is 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 uh? I don't think his home is, but his home's too nice to be in Reseda. <laughs> I, it would be, it would be too, it, it would be too on the nose for him to live in Encino, wouldn't it? I yeah, can't that, remember where he lives. It's a I nice wouldn't place. be surprised. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it was Encino. Uh, my last fact for this minute, though, I wanted to mention now that we're here. Uh, I Google mapped. <laughs> And this is Newark to Reseda is a 41 hour drive. Oh my God. It's nearly 3,000 miles. Now keep those facts in your mind uh, for, I believe, the next minute. Yes, the next minute. <laughs> Oof. This is, our first, this is our first look we get at the actual Daniel LaRusso because every right. shot before this has been not him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's in- here. In all of his surly teenage hormonal glory. He's sweaty, <laughs> he's sweaty too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, I've got it is some, California. I've got some Machio uh, facts next minute, but, you know, feel free. Get in. Get in what do you think of uh, uh, the Mach? Is that, can we just call him that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like Ralphie, as Pat would call him on the commentary. I like him. Um, you know, he was, he, he's a, he's a, he's solid in this movie. Um, I think that his, uh, have you ever seen the movie Crossroads? I've seen uh, some scenes of it, but yeah. Okay. Uh, I really liked that yeah, movie Pat. when I was a kid. Um, it made me the big Steve Vai fan that I am today. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's good, you know, and it, it's, I think it's fascinating that he has never really changed. Yeah. He still yeah. looks, he still looks almost exactly the same 30, you know, 30 plus years later. I know. It yeah. surprised me that he's 58 and, you know, yeah. you, you've seen him recently in Cobra Kai and he really, he, he looks a little, he just looks I, a little beefier, bigger, but I, I find it. he's starting to look older now, but there was like a, I think it was a funnier die skit where he like did a karate <laughs> kid thing, like in 2006 or something. And at that time, something off (laughs) at that time. Yeah. At that time he was like 40 something. And yeah, he's, he looked the same as he did in the eighties, but he's starting to look a little bit older now. I can, I can see it, but, but, um, Oh, I was going to say, I lost it. Whatever. Never mind. Well, well, I mean, we got more, 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 more time to talk about Ralph Macho. uh, Oh yeah. Ralph Macho. Ralph Macho. His other, his other big role is what the lost boy. no, not the Lost Boys. The Not Outsiders. The Lost Boys. It's what? The Outsiders. Outsiders. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Both Crossroads and Off Outsiders are like I, I'd love to do like bonus ups on on those movies because sure. you know those are big Ralph Macchio movies. And he played Pony Boy in that, was it? No, it was uh, Johnny Cage <laughs> oh, okay. or something like that. Johnny Cage. No, Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. <laughs> He had a different move in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Well, let's get into our question for Monday for our guest. Uh, We want to hear your story, uh, David. What when did you first see the Karate Kid and any like kind of early memories of uh, watching the Karate Kid? So 
if I remember correctly, I feel like this, um, th- well, I know for a fact this movie came out when I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so it came out in the summer, if I remember correctly. And in my, in the town that I grew up in, which is a, a small town uh, near St. Louis, um, we had a theater that would have this like summer movie program on, for kids on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. where it would be, you know, it'd be super cheap to get in, concessions would be super cheap, and parents could stash their kids there for a couple hours, you know, know that they're mostly going to be out of trouble. Um, and I, rem- if I remember correctly, this was one of the movies later in the summer, like kind of as the as the hype had died down, they yeah. sort of made the decision to play this, like I want to say like sometime in, in August, like maybe two weeks before school went back in session. Yeah, this was uh, originally released June 22nd. Okay. So, yeah, so I, I, I'm pretty sure that I saw this in the theater that summer, just later yeah. in the summer. So cool. Yeah. Uh, do you, did you do any, did you, like, collect the action figures? Did you did you buy the bandana? Did you try the move out on your friends? Um, I'm pretty sure I karate kicked a few things here and there. <laughs> I've been known, I've been known to try a crane kick and fall on my butt. Um, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't uh, collect the action figures. I remember seeing them in the Sears and JC Penny cat yeah. Christmas catalogs. Um, I think they really got into it for Karate Kid too. They got yes. the action figures out. Yeah. Um I I remember them being on the same page either the Karate Kid or the Karate Kid 2 figures being on the same page as the over the top action figures. Ooh, nice. Um so <laughs> So yeah, that those are those are my early memories of the Karate Kid. Ah, so cool. Yeah, I, I I remember being in elementary school and trying to take a bully down by doing a jump kick and just completely soaring past him. At least that's <laughs> in my memory, and just having the entire class laugh at me. Anyway, uh, I've 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 gotten past it. Uh, Clearly, <laughs> last couple of years, yeah. uh, <laughs> therapy works, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, well, I think this is good for a uh, minute. Thank you for joining us, David. Oh, thank um, you very much for having me. Did you want to uh, come back on Wednesday for another Karate Kid Minute? If you would have me, I would love to be here. Awesome. Uh, oh, uh, we should have you uh, give a plug. Before uh, we... Sure. Um, you can. I, I have also been a Movies by Minute podcaster. Uh, I did a show called Everlasting Minute. Uh, there's 99 episodes plus a couple of bonus episodes of that show. Uh, which covers the the 1971 classic Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, so go over there, everlastingminute.com. Um, you, it's still available in all your podcast feeds. It's been a couple of years since we did that, me and my partner Jason. But uh, we had a really good time uh, talking about chocolate and math. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that, that, that movie. Wow. Uh, that's definitely another one that affected my childhood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Okay, and, and did you say where you can find it? People can find uh, it. Oh yeah, Everlast- everlastingminute.com. Uh, just look up Everlasting Minute on any of your podcatchers. So, all right. And Matt, did you have anything else? Nope, I don't oh. think so. I'm good. Well, actually, <laughs> oh, I just recorded uh, yesterday a um, uh, movie commentary, I guess, for uh, The Last of Sheila. <laughs> if you've ever heard of that movie, The Last the set- of Sheila. From the 70s with uh, Raquel Welch and uh, James Coburn and Ian McShane. So I I think it'll probably go up on the Hooplecast feed, which is a uh, uh, Deadwood uh, podcast set <laughs> that we did long ago. But uh, 
just because Ian McShane was in the movie, I think uh, <laughs> my co-host will probably throw it up on that feed if you're interested in watching that movie with us oh, as yeah. we talk over it. You guys have talked Deadwood, you've talked about, and it's now being moved. Isn't that the same? That's the same feed that he's doing the HBO stuff on? Yeah, he's trying to go through every single HBO pilot. Yeah. <laughs> every single one. Uh, podcasting. If you like niche. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there, <laughs> dot, dot, there's dot. something for you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to Karate Kid Minute. And until next time. Look off the starboard bow. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.